September 7th had arrived. The 2013 America's Cup, the vision of giant wingsail catamarans, now transformed into foiling, flying, fifty-mile-per-hour beasts that awed their creators, stunned the spectators, and commanded the sailors' complete respect. Some said the day would never come. Some in the city of San Francisco, or in the cup world, tried to keep it from coming amid a mini-industry of honest skeptics, heartfelt traditionalists, and the just plain mean and myopic trying hard not to enjoy a boat race they had never seen. Two of the most advanced racing craft on the water were going to meet for the most historic, most famous, and most difficult-to-win trophy in sailing. Oracle Team USA had won the cup forty-three months earlier, brought it home to the city by the bay, and now the New Zealanders were set to take it back, if they could. ETNZ had launched the first AC-72, foiled the first AC-72, built another for the Italians, were the first to launch a second AC-72, foiled that one too, and swept the Louis Vuitton Cup except for one DSQ. In the process, the tough, practical, and hardened ETNZ had taken on the aura of an irresistible force when Lunarosa began breathing down New Zealand's neck, upwind in the Louis Vuitton Cup final. The Kiwi boat Aotearoa did everything except utter the roadrunner's meep-meep as it took off to parts unknown. Dean Barker and Grant Dalton and their boys likely had a whole deck of cards still up their sleeves, and they had been upgrading their performance at every chance. They were in the tenth year of their quest, with one goal, get the trophy back. They faced a vast yacht-racing industrial complex. Oracle Team USA was the only team to field two boats simultaneously. Throughout the summer, Olympian Ben Ainsley sparred with cup winner James Spittle, OTUSA's boat sprouted uncountable trick bits. Backed by an incredible array of real-time computer analysis and real-time brainpower, the basic shapes were honed in all the countless virtual regattas that their designers could run, and both actual OTUSA boats had been pounding the water together since June. They had the resources of a local expert like John Kostinki as a tactician, and the oversight of legend Russell Coots, both an engineer and sailor, who had been behind every winning America's Cup program since 1995, except one. Oracle Team USA had at its disposal every resource except for the one thing that no America's Cup campaign ever has too much of, namely, time. The defense looked to come down to three factors. The first was boat speed. If one team had it and the other didn't, almost nothing else would matter. A little boat speed would make you famous, a certain Kiwi once said and it certainly had. The great anticipation of the America's Cup is that nobody knows the answer to that question about speed until the first race. The limited comparisons available so far just weren't enough to know. OTUSA may have had some sense how they compared to what ETNZ showed in the Louis Vuitton Cup, but nobody except ETNZ knew the challenger's potential, and nobody but OTUSA knew the defender's. Publicly, OTUSA had been offering the idea that the differences showed USA faster upwind, but both sides had been playing smoke and mirrors since before the boats were launched. With only one upwind leg and two downwind legs, there wasn't room to concede a large margin anywhere, no matter how fast you can make it up in the other direction. If the boats were close in speed, or at least had symmetrical advantages and disadvantages, then it might be a heck of a boat race. 
There had been a few memorable minutes during the Louis Vuitton Cup where the boats were right on top of each other, threatening to pass, and the outcome was not certain. It was true edge-of-your-seat stuff, but those moments had been few and far between. The second factor after speed was crew work. A poorly executed job that caused the boat to drop off her foils could cost 100 meters to 200 meters. Bigger mistakes, such as burying the bows, could be even more costly. The third factor was reliability. Given the issues witnessed during the Louis Vuitton Cup, could either boat make it through nine to eleven races without failures? That factor would not decide the regatta, but it has put teams on the ropes when they should have had a fighting chance. In 2003, TNZ's frequent breakages, including both a dismasting and a broken boom, made it easy for a Lingi to triumph.